Hi everyone, I'm Karen. I'm an empathic witch, heart-centered card slinger, mother of two boys, queen of three, and besties with Rochelle. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rochelle. I'm a mentor, choreographer, Reiki master, and besties with Karen. We have been friends for over 15 years and have decided to intentionally continue our journey into healing, sharing our experiences, and hoping what we discover will resonate with you. Welcome to our podcast, Co-Excavating the Collective. Our first mission is street fighting my own demons. As per usual, this came from a moment of levity during a really hard conversation about real-time struggles we were having with being alive. We spent six weeks diving into this work individually while being sure to check in with one another along the way. Today, we are going to have an active dialogue about what we've experienced and learned. Okay. Okay. Street fighting my own demons. Here we go. Yes. Um, Karen, how are you feeling about all the stuff we've been processing? Overwhelmed um, and very much in the space that the verbiage around street fighting my own demons comes from a survival root chakra place. So that's the... That's how they, that's how the demons came mm -hmm. at me, was from a space of fighting mm -hmm. and flight and, I guess, dysfunction <laughs> would be the best way to say it. Yeah. Um, the big ones that came up for me would be um, my tendency to overeat, my tendency to be passive-aggressive, and um, an overall lack of boundaries. Word. Yeah. Because, like, for me, too, that just, like, that visceral image of a street fight kept coming to mind, and I kept thinking, like, visualizing what does that even mean, like, basic survival came up, um, and to, like, who am I fighting, and what am I fighting, and, like, what is the fight actually about, like, is this shadow self mirror work right wow like, yeah in and out like am I showing up to this fight as a victim am I showing up to this fight as a conqueror like yeah yes you know? yes exactly like how am I showing up <laughs> and over <laughs> and over and over again <laughs> right like today I'm a victim and just like getting my ass kicked but then like tomorrow I feel really good and I'm gonna like tackle this and I I think you know for both of us this really uncovered a lot of like codependency issues and like right type of love issues and right and like what kind of love are we addicted to which mm -hmm. is what came oh, up for yeah. you yeah. which ties to whatever addictive patterns or mm -hmm. actions we engage in willingly Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what's one struggle? Like, can you pinpoint and share, like, a particular story or moment where you were catching yourself in your action and what happened? I would say the most recent one, which is the most poignant, I think, um, would be my 
<clears throat> my survival tactic to disassociate rather than feel. And that's rather than feel anything. Mm. Feel love, feel anger, feel sad, feel anything. Feel alive. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. Because yeah. feeling is being alive, right? And my method of disassociation now is um, social media. Mm-hmm. So I would find myself scrolling, scrolling, scrolling when I didn't want to connect with my children or connect with my husband or connect with engaging in life. And um, I'm still working on that, but the awareness of what it actually is is big because I didn't realize it was a form of disassociation until we started doing this work. Like, I just thought it was... I mean, A, normal, right? Yeah. And B, I recognized it as an addiction, but not in the realm of an old survival tactic from growing up. Oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now, this also just, like, feeds back into, like, we've known each other for a very long time, and I can attest that Karen's been through some shit, and so, (laughs) like, like, working with disassociation, I mean, for all of us, really, but, like... You have been very active in your knowing of that, and I applaud you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's really beautiful. Thank you. Um, Yeah, so how about you? (laughs) So much. Yeah. Is there a specific, like... I could try. I mean, there have been so many, like, really profound moments through the intentionality of this work. Right. Trying to, like, reflect to kind of a more recent scenario. Like, I have a tendency to do my disassociation through substance intake Mm -hmm. and um, shame spiral. Ooh, shame spiral. Yeah, shame Mm. spiral. That's a good one, especially when it connects to, like, our worthiness and worthiness of love and, like, what we're taught about addiction being a way to fulfill, like, love gaps. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Filling. The filling. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, and so I've been cyclically like like it's all or nothing like it's I'm I'm in it I'm on it I'm in the abuse of myself cycle or like I'm pulling back and I'm doing my self-love and I'm doing my self-care and I'm doing so well and look at my boundaries like right like I'm so boundary centric like whatever that even means right right and then I slip but what I've noticed is that um it's like not not that I fell, it's, like, where I slipped, and being able to come back to, like, forgiving myself so much faster when I'm, like, really focused on the fact that, like, I am an adult human now in this body, not this, like, child running from my trauma, um, so being able to tend that younger part of myself, like, as an adult, feels really liberating and empowering. Yes. But it's, like, really big and deep work, and it's uncovering a lot of traumas that I didn't even remember experiencing. And I wow. highly recommend, if you can afford it, seeking help from paid professionals <laughs> right. on your journey. Right. Or, like, 
right? Someone with a sliding scale or someone that can barter exchange for healing services because we don't have to do it alone. And I think that's been also... The theme, right? We're not alone. You're not alone. Nobody's alone. Yeah. We're all doing this collectively together. Yeah. And, you know, that's been really illuminating too is just like trusting and loving. Yeah. Yeah, I think so much of my realizations actually came to me as I was kind of wrapping everything up mm. yesterday, <laughs> <laughs> like last night. We were, we were not on Google Drive at the same time <laughs> right. wrapping things up. What? <laughs> and because I noticed that what I was writing about before, while they were very relevant, were kind of very surface level things, mm. but the real, um, the real like addictive cycle demon for me is the martyr complex mm. and the shadow aspect of the martyr complex, right? Because a, a martyr gives of themselves mm-hmm. without expectation, mm-hmm. right? They they freely sacrifice themselves without expecting anything from anybody because they're about what they're about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this doesn't isn't to glorify being a martyr. I'm saying the part that I wrap uh, wrestle with is the shadow aspect of like, well, I do all of this for you. Why don't you do anything for me? And that is a generational issue. Mm. So it's, you know, the lineage of it is a little bit more challenging to unravel and unlearn um, because it's unfair. It's unfair to those around me, but it's also unfair to me to judge myself so harshly for it. So, but then, like, oh my god, sorry, right? Can I, no, can I like go get ahead. in on this yeah, too because totally. there's also the like being mindful of like not becoming depleted and filling your own cup and doing all that work. And then like you hit on this one thing, you're like, I'm doing really well. And then there's something in the environment or social media or on TV or some fucking friend somewhere that's like doing this other thing. And you're like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not good enough because. Yes. No, you totally nailed it. Cause that's what it comes down to is it's about, not getting to the point of depletion, which seems to be, it's like you said, like, I'm on it, I'm doing it, I'm doing all the, I'm taking a bath weekly, I'm using herbs and salts, and I'm meditating and kundalini and meow, I'm doing it all for myself, yeah. and then, like, one, like, little triggering thing will happen, or, like, one world event will happen, or one life event will happen, and then it's, like, the spiral happens, so it's, like, trying to create self-loving boundaries that are a easy to maintain and b always up because sometimes it feels like they like they're up when you're doing good but then doing good is also kind of like a judgmental term but like but you know like and then it's and it's supposed to be for those times when it's hard, but then when it gets hard, it's like I'm a hot mess, like a back fish in my out of patterns. water. Yeah. yeah, back in my patterns. But faster to come out of them, I think is. I'm just. I f- I feel like I totally derailed you because I'm curious to more like the shadow self stuff was coming up for me, and that is like the scariest thing for me is like shadow self scared terrifies me and I don't think 
I'm alone in that. No, not at all. Because I'm curious more. Yeah. Well, because for me, so much of it is um, the ways in which it pulls on my children. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they are three and one. So, Mm -hmm. like, to have this kind of bizarre expectation of them, which I don't even do on purpose. It's totally, like, unintentional. It's just... Um, it's way. like ingrained in me. Yeah, it's ingrained in me. It's just because kind of how I know to be in the world. Mm-hmm. This is how I know to be in the world. And so kind of catching it and taking a step back is the hard part because I kind of, when I'm in it, it just kind of tumbles. And it's almost like a releasing when I'm, when I'm in it and like letting it out in that way. Mm-hmm. And the release feels good in like a toxic way if that makes mm-hmm. sense like mm. like when I'm being a willing participant in, in being the shadow anger, self yep in anger or, yep yeah, yeah. yeah and it's all you write it all circles back to an inner child not being fulfilled or or and like how old is that child today and what does that child need today and you know Checking into that stuff is hard when you're being an adult, and it's hard when you're parenting children, too. So I think, for me, the difference in the learning curve is that it's coming up in a more, in a different way, because certain things come up in a different way once you... Are in the place you are. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and that's like... Not, like, a dismissal to anyone else's no, no, no. journey. That's no, no, just, no. like, it comes up, like, certain generational shit comes up differently after you have well, kids. And this might just be, like, a really great time to clarify, like, Karen has children. I don't have children. Guess what? <laughs> like, we can all still live in the world happily ever after and, like, be friends and raise all the babies even if we don't have them. Anyway. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's a different podcast in and of itself. Promise we will do that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I found for me that it's like a real karmic. Like I had a really intense um, session with uh, my energy healer through the process of these of these last six weeks, and I was like legit scared about just like, the way I have gone through the world, like, cutting and axing and, like, not being mindful and, like, turning it into, like, people leaving me because they didn't understand what I was going through or people leaving me because uh, they were judging me or all these things. But I also started having this realization that I've I spent very many years being a very toxic person for certain people. Wow. Yeah, it was like a real yeah That's shame. Big. That was <laughs> I had a few tears over that one because you know you never want to intentionally hurt somebody, but to like realize that that's just like been your frame of existence is to just like kill or be killed. Yeah. And, um, like it gutted me for a couple of days until I was really able to say, like energetically have my apologies and know like 
these relationships did dissolve because they needed to. And it might not have just been me, right? There's always another side. Right. Right? There's, like, always another level of toxicity meeting you where you're being toxic. Um, But you're having your accountability around it. Which Ah. is, like, huge, you know? And I think (laughs) so much A word again. Yeah accountability I but so much of healing I think is recognizing your own toxic behaviors right and like coming to terms with it and like really trying to uncover it and heal it yeah and and just like let it go right I I don't even know because they're right it's like oh like I personally feel very new to shadow self work So, like, I hear people talk about it in, like, these really holistic and, like, embrace my shadow self. I'm like, but my shadow self scares the shit out of me and I don't (laughs) want to look at it. But, like, just kind of towing into it, yeah, like, I can see what people mean. But, like, I had to uncover that path on my own, not by other people's prescribed methods. Right. Right. That's so hard. It is hard and it's hard to find your own method too because it, it scares me too I mean I've listened to I watch all the YouTube videos and listen to all <laughs> kinds of podcasts about shadow work and I you know printed printed some other person's shadow work journal prompts which is really uncomfortable to do <laughs> which I might have stopped <laughs> doing that and I might have had that po- packet for like three years <laughs> um fair right um so but it's it's because it's such a process and it's a really a lifelong one because things morph and change and and I mean to be honest I think a lot of my shadow stuff has been there for so long so I'm kind of like excavating right excavating like a lot of old shit to clear to make space for for like the legit balance of power within yourself like the divine yes yin yang you know how I feel about all that that's really it's so I guess this is a bit tangential from like but maybe not because like when we're talking about street fighting our own demons like that is so personal and I know certain healers resonate with different people and 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 I know sometimes, like, I feel a little, like, kind of circling back to, like, the what am I not doing? Like, what could it, you know? I don't yeah. sling cards. That's not my thing, man. Right. Right? right. Yeah. Like, I call you to sling cards for me. <laughs> I know. I know. That's so funny because my friend was just messaging me because I sent her, like, this pretty deck that, like, a link to a deck that reminded me of her and she's like I wouldn't know what to do with those that's what I call you for and I was like (laughs) what am I even trying to do you know what I mean like I need to just own it (laughs) yeah and um it's just yeah finding and and I think the confirmation comes sometimes in such subtle forms and sometimes we expect it to be a little bit more at least I do I can't say wait sometimes because I've had a lot of trauma and a lot of big things happen that I expect kind of everything to unfold in that way Mm. which I think is almost where the term street fighting my own demons comes from right because 
realizing that it actually doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a fight, right? Like you journaled about. Yeah. And that it doesn't have to be a struggle. And as, right? I know. It doesn't. And, And then kind of the the underlying piece of realizing that certain things, certain shifts and certain um, messages can be so subtle. And like once things kind of quiet down for the piece of you that is addicted to the trauma and the explosiveness, the subtleties start to, to come up more and you start to be able to hear more of um, what you're supposed to be hearing, right? For your purpose in life. You gave me a book, like, um, some months ago now, and I'm not promoting anyone's book at this time, but for those of you who are familiar, it's in regards to using angelic friends to help clear toxins in your system. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. It's, like, right here on the table. Yeah, yeah. and I just started reading it, like, yesterday. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but already, I was like, okay, this is something that resonates with me. Like, this is something right. that feels, you know, angel realm is really a thing that works for me. And I think um, when when we're looking at, you know, people primarily earth bound versus people primarily air bound I think we have a tendency to look at the other and see like like well I can't do that like what there that's not me like what am I missing there right right like we're pulling on the same like we're working toward the same goal right but our access points are just so different exactly um yeah and so like I yeah I, I don't I don't really have much more to say about that um, personally. That's just a well, thing that I've been unpacking into, separately. No, <laughs> but it's it. not. It's with it because the detoxification is part of what you you integrate that into your spiritual practice, and that's what this is all about, right? Mm-hmm. Friendship as a spiritual practice, life as a spiritual practice sharing experience dude washing your fucking dishes as a spiritual practice like (laughs) i totally read i have a couple of dailies that i read Uh and i read one today that was like see you know see where you can infuse love which like actually i do need to hear every day that's a thing for me to write that somewhere and (laughs) one of them was like you know see if you can infuse love while you're washing your dishes and i'm like yes (laughs) I will see if I can infuse the oh because because um oh that just reminded me of a conversation that uh you and I had when we were talking about all this like self-love big stuff yeah and I was like you know I was laying in bed looking at my partner one day and my heart just started like fucking exploding with yeah. love for this person that mm-hmm. just like oh my god I'm getting I will cry just thinking about him but I was like, okay, wait, that love, like, how can I wake up in the morning and feel that, like, tear-jerking love about myself? Like, that was a big aha moment for me because I had never, I I personally have never experienced the love in that way of, that I have with this person, and, um... 
Yeah, so that's kind of like the goal right now is to like really feel that. Yeah. That. Yeah, within you, for you. Because, God, just look at your babies. Like, you're beautiful. I mean, how could your heart not just, like, fall out your butt? Like, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was going to say something funny, but I left (laughs) Something really gross about childbirth. But anyway. (laughs) Things fall out when you have children. (laughs) You taught me that. (laughs) Um... (laughs) um, No, and that, I think that deep feeling is so much of where my disassociation comes from because feeling deeply scares me. Mm. Um, Because I've been broken open a few different times, but what I notice, part of what I do in defense is I start to close, 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 without even trying. I think it's just a defense mechanism for protection. But is that breaking open? I'm sorry. I just... Is that breaking open been like traumatic breaking mm, no okay. no not no I mean I think it might sometimes feel that way because I have a tendency to be so guarded which is funny because most people wouldn't think that mm-hmm. about me mm-hmm. um but I am <laughs> um no not but just like um just an open the openness of really feeling mm. like heart light yes yes Heart light. Yeah, heart light. You're good at that. Thank you. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> that 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 gives me joy. <laughs> but yeah, I can't remember where I was going with that. I don't, okay. I don't either. I think it's I derailed okay. you in that I just I when I have been cracked open it's been like major blunt force trauma that mm. has like ripped my heart oh. out and so like been there too yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. So, so I was like but the pain what do you mean <laughs> oh no you're talking about like all those beautiful open heart meditations where you've like felt the global like yeah yes interplanetary yes yes oh, meow yes. faces yes did you oh man I have, I have so many questions <laughs> We I get go, it. Yeah. I've been there too. I know we should get back on our uh, our tracks. Yeah. So. Sorry, what is it again? Plans moving forward with this work. Like integration, probably right, is. Yeah. And I think, honestly, what I'm super excited about is continuing the intentionality of the work and, like, having a place to really put it and, like, Right? It's like, okay, okay, girl. Yep. This is it. And, like, go home, do your homework. Right. Like, we will check in. And so, um, things that I've gotten out of this experience that I plan to continue moving forward are, um, I've really been vibing on Kundalini ritual, and that's really exciting for me because there's a lot of... Um, base chakra healing that needs to happen so while I'm a little bit scared um, about what I'm going to have to relive to go through that healing like mm. I'm, I'm, I'm I see the light on the other side I'm really excited about that healing so that's kind of my next like most immediate very small it's not small <laughs> I know, I'm dedicating totally to a practice joking. yeah <laughs> no like, bags just no, kind of start just gonna do kundalini and like 
recalibrate my root chakra. Okay. <laughs> That's major. Kind of like what you were talking about at the beginning of this whole podcast. Right? Well, right, because that's where it starts, you know? Um, yeah, for me, I think it's just really re- relearning to place myself first before everything mm. else. And doing that in service, because for both me and you, it helps knowing that if we're putting ourselves first, it's actually in service of others. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Placing myself first and knowing that if I'm in, in alignment with my highest self and my heart, then everything else will follow in suit. Mm-hmm. And um, really recognizing that everything in my outer world is a complete mirror reflection of what's going oh, on inside holler, of me. Because the real true. Yeah. You know, my kids are flipping out, acting crazy, rage fitting at me. Hmm. You know, and having the, having the, the, the wherewithal or the foresight to actually catch that and put it into put it into practice yeah into practice that's kind of the big that's the big big work for me big along with (laughs) along with even bringing myself to getting the fuck up before my kids so I can like take care of myself which I'm learning that I can do the care with them it's just learning that learning how to flow with it in a way that's like not in resistance. No, I, no, totally. I totally feel you on that. I think yeah. um, the larger piece for me, like especially with this root stuff, like in case it wasn't clear earlier, I'm very much an air person. And so like being on the earth is crazy. Like starseed person, alien from outer space. I'm like, I don't know what this skin suit is. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if anybody really does, but that's just my experience. And like, so I think the, the bigger work is really exciting in that way of like grounding and being on the planet and engaging in relationship. And what I'm really excited about is I, I know that this will absolutely uh, shift me or allow like the world around me to shift more into alignment with what my purpose for my work is here. Yes. Um, you know, I've been working with kids for decades. I've been working in the arts for decades. I've been working. It's like a roundabout healing. Right. You know, um, and like really taking that and integrating it, uh, with this work that we're doing. I just think that, I don't know. I'm just excited. Yeah. No, I'm excited to be doing it too. doing it. Yeah. And like super excited to be inviting other people into the space to like share and reflect and ask and. Yes. And expand and expand and expand and heal. Yeah. And just like, ooh, because we also were having juicy about like how, you know, when you don't know how to show up as yourself because you don't know who you are because you were never necessary, you may not have necessarily been afforded the space to do that, to discover yourself while you were growing up. Like, how do you authentically show up in relationship 
if you're disconnected from the knowing of yourself and your personality and your experience and your holistic whatever views and all that stuff. So So true. That's another little nugget to take away, like, that we are here to work on. Yeah. As well, and... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. <sighs> so that was a that was a biggie. I'm, I'm like sweating. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. no, uh, that's so good. So a little bit more about us, Karen. I'm gonna let you go first. The card slinger extraordinaire. Oh yeah. I'm like what? <laughs> what am I supposed to do right now? Oh yeah. Human. So <laughs> you're supposed to human. <laughs> um, right. So I am available for tarot re- tarot readings. Um, uh, so you can find me on Instagram, shiny sparkly witch. Um, we will leave that in the show notes. Um, PM me for reading or just follow me and see all the juicy goodness I offer like for free all the time. I'm also on Facebook as Karen Lee Cacciatore. Sweet deal. Take it away, Rochelle. <laughs> My turn to human. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I offer private and group uh, spiritual guidance sessions to help, you know, whatever big questions are going on, anything you need to unpack. Um, I'm also on Instagram, not as much as Karen. I'm working on my game. And I'm also on Facebook. uh, And you are welcome to private message me if anything that I was talking about today resonates with you. And we will get in touch with you as well. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will be back soon. Oh, go have fun today, whatever it is you're doing. That's right. Lovingly wash your dishes.